This episode of the Socks and Sandals podcast is brought to you by Mr. OK's Essentials. Mr. OK's is 100% black owned. Uh, you all have heard, if you haven't heard, the owner, the creator of Mr. OK's Essentials was on the Socks and Sandals podcast episode 101. So check it out. But uh, Mr. OK's provides 100% natural candles, body butter, and soap. Okay? 100% natural ingredients, 100% black owned, and 100% vibes and love poured into every product. All right, now go to the website, www.mrokesessentials.com. In the checkout, enter promo code SOCKS to receive 10% off your next order, okay? Once again, go to the website, get your candles, get your butter, get your soap, get right, and enter promo code SOCKS, S-O-X, and receive 10% off your next order. And also, after you order, get back to me. Let me know how you liked it. Let me know what candle is popping for you. Just tell me about the body butter. I want to hear y'all's experience with the body butter because it's kind of changed my life. It's taken maybe a year or two off my face. Not to say that I was hurting like that, but hey, it got your boy shining out here. You know what I'm saying? So let me know what y'all think. Get back to me. Promo code socks. Show your support for the podcast and for a young black entrepreneur. All right. Grace and peace. Ramonte McConnell knows exactly where his heart is. Ramonte McConnell is a sophomore at ASU. He's been on a Ramonte horse since he was eight. Since he was a kid growing up in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm here to just let them know that black cowboys are real and we are all across the world. Just a matter of showing the world he exists. Yeah, it's your guy Emmanuel. Welcome back to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Like you all just heard, I have Rodeo Ramonte, Ramonte McConnell, on the podcast today. Man, we had an amazing conversation. Um, he he's a he's a remarkable young dude. He's in his early twenties, fresh out of college, man. But he is driven, and he knows what he wants, and he's going after it. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Dude has great energy. Uh, very sweet spirit about him and just he- hearing his story and his love for horses man it's, it's very inspiring um i growing up had a huge fear of horses really a huge fear of any animal with the big head so horses buffalo uh of course like a bear or something you know what i mean but like any animal with a big head i'm just like yo i don't want to be anywhere near no big headed animal. It was just, it was just weird to me, man. But honestly, after sitting down and talking to Ramonte, man, uh, my heart has changed, you know, and I think I might be willing to go out there and give it a go and try to ride a horse. I've never done it because I've always been scared of it. Uh, but without further ado, man, let's get into the episode with my guy, Rodeo Ramonte. All right, y'all enjoy. Just a matter of showing the world he exists. Mm-hmm. 
What up, what up? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up, and I have a very, very special guest with me, man. This guy is a two-time all-around cowboy champion. He is uh, diversifying the world of rodeo. He is quite possibly and may have been the inspiration of Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, and he is definitely um, wearing those Wranglers on his booty. It's my guy, Rodeo Ramonte, say what's up to the people, bro. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good to be here, man. I'm glad to be here in the kitchen. Already, already, man. And and I'd say the Wrangler part because of the song, and I seen that you was sponsored, so I had to throw that in there. Oh, man. appreciate that, man. That just <laughs> that just amplifies it all. Man. Already, already, man. So, um, really quickly before we get into your story, uh, just briefly tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from. And, uh, you know, how did you get into be, becoming a cowboy? Yeah, man. So um, I'm Ramonte uh, from Kansas City, Missouri. Grew up in Kansas City, a little bit in Mississippi as well. I'm 23 years old. Just moved here to Portland uh, not long ago. Um, been around horses all my life, you know, all kind of things uh, as far as like horsemanship, rodeo. Been riding bulls for a really long time. I'm also training horses. So a little bit of everything going on around here. I'm just all around cowboy. Word. So you said Mississippi, yep. Kansas City, Missouri. In Kansas City, Missouri. Grew up around horses. Sure. Man. So as as a cowboy, what all what's the job of a cowboy? Like what does your day look like day to day? Um, for me personally, you wake up, you know, um <clears throat> you got about sixteen, maybe maybe sixteen, seventeen, eighteen horses. Um so you definitely gotta feed them in the morning. Um so basically you're just kinda getting all the horses together, cleaning up stalls, you're watering, um, feeding and then also like i said i train horses so you get a lot of people who need help with their horses they buy these horses um, they don't really know what to do with them so they send them to me um so on a daily i uh, train about four to five horses a day um and when i'm when i'm training them uh, we're doing groundwork you know obedience um and then you may climb in the saddle a little bit and see where their spice level is and things like that so um but it's a pretty fun job obviously you know you got cows too um that's hard work you know thing cows breaking fences down and um keeping them healthy and stuff so it's a pretty hard job man pretty hard work but you gotta love it yeah man now it's uh just kind of going back a little backstory of like how this conversation came about you said you was on a road trip listening mm-hmm. to a podcast heard a brother telling this story and you yeah. was like you know what <laughs> let me make this happen yeah so uh just tell the people really quickly like you know your why you want to tell your story and also how you found out about the podcast yeah so i feel inspired um and i feel like the world needs more inspiration um you know so say for instance if i um had a million dollars and you know being able to give everybody a dollar um mm-hmm. just because we we you go you can't take it with you right so yeah. when you have a million dollars giving back uh would always be how we want to leave a mark right so wow. uh when i'm on a road when i was on the road trip i was listening to the real tarzan um animal guy from instagram mm-hmm. and uh, i was just so inspired because he got to tell his story right and mm-hmm. um, not from a selfish point of view but from my point of view i felt like i had i had a story to tell as well Word. um so i had tried to find any podcast I, it didn't have to be the ellen t- tv show it didn't mm-hmm. have to be steve harvey just anything um because it only you know um, it only takes that one percent for somebody to hear your story and for you to be able to go further already yeah yeah man so yeah and you just found socks and sandals man. Yep. i'm glad you found us yeah you know no, me? definitely so that's what's up yeah yeah bro out of all of them um 
on your on your search were you searching for a black podcaster or were you just finding whoever you could find at pdx yeah so um basically what i did was i hashtagged um pdx podcast or podcast pdx whatever you know whatever worked all right so um and then i just kept seeing socks and sandals i'm like man what (laughs) let me just holler at these people you know and then so i dug deeper definitely dug deeper and then um i saw that it was a brother and i was like oh man i gotta represent you know because again it's all about giving back right you don't want to always go to the to the high quality people or the highest person or anything you definitely want to go to um someone that you can help and amplify and grow together with right so yeah. um i think that's what it's about for right. sure no, that's what's up that's yeah. crazy because like i be doing the little hashtags and i never know you know what the reach is going to be mm-hmm. on it but i just try to be consistent with it and uh i'm glad it panned out for i think you, you know missed I mean? the shots you you don't take right exactly so, um i think it is always good to take a shot you know exactly. um, every shot you can mm-hmm. because this is all you got you know if you don't take it then you never will know and um i think that is great that i reached out to you man already reach back out which is good you know yeah. if i would have reached out to ellen i still would have been waiting <laughs> you know so it's great that ellen would have put you on the show right or her assistant would have put right. you on yeah. the show yeah, yeah. that's funny yeah man well uh how long have you been in the northwest bro because <clears throat> you're not you say you're from the south so mm-hmm. And, and you came to Oregon for what reason? Yeah, yeah. So my little little bitty story. So I went to high school. I graduated high school in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, went to play football at the University of Arizona, Arizona State University. Okay. Um, Sun Devils. Yeah, Sun Devils. Right. And uh, I wasn't happy, right, because I grew up around horses. And I grew up playing high school football. I didn't grow up playing college football, right? <clears throat> right, so right. got to college. It was totally total different ball it's a game job it's yeah. a job right yeah. and uh it, which was good but i wasn't happy it was first year of college i didn't have my horses i didn't have you know i didn't have friends outside of football it was all mm-hmm. football so i was like i don't want to do it i left the program and i started doing rodeo uh professionally i ran into some um some uh owners of the black rodeo in arizona it was just all god given right what do you um, mean this there's a black rodeo like yeah so bill pickett is a black rodeo organization so oh, okay. pretty much it's a, it, they're traveling rodeo <clears> throughout <throat> mostly the midwest but you know i knew some some people found me i was mm-hmm. at i was headed into the football locker room i had my boots and cowboy mm-hmm. stuff on and they were like come here you know so i was talking they were like do you know that we like you know we own the arizona black rodeo you know we want you to come um showcase your talents because they just saw my stuff and i was like yeah. all right boys so I went over, uh, we talked, and uh, I started doing that professionally. I ended up getting hurt. So um, when I got hurt, I kind of like went back to school, finished off. So I graduated. Yeah. Once I graduated, um, I didn't want to stay in Arizona. I was kind of right. still miserable, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though I still got my horses after yeah. a while, I was miserable. So I moved uh, here to Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, heard it was green. Um, there's some ranch life, you know. Um, and so far, it's doing all right. That's dope, bro. So... Um, as I said earlier, I was Facebook stalking, man, and mm-hmm. I, I came across a really dope quote that you that you wrote on one of your captions. It says, my mission is to amplify and transform the image of the American cowboy. I aim to leverage an authentic aesthetic language and network, creating unique, creating a unique audience engagement for diverse crowds and changing the way we view the average rodeo athlete, horseman and day to day ranch handler. Why is that your mission, bro? Yeah, so I feel like I was just blessed with that gift. I I think, you know, um, definitely when you got a gift, it's kind of hard to, you know, explain and put out to the world what exactly you're doing or what you're trying to do. So with that paragraph or with that statement that I put there, basically what I'm trying to say is um, on a day to day basis, if you're speaking to someone in public Mm -hmm. and um, or just someone in general, um, 
they do not see a cowboy as a black guy. They do not see the average cowboy that they see as a you know a Caucasian guy, mm-hmm. um, tobacco spitting, right? You know, blah blah blah. The story goes on, but with with what I'm doing is I want to not only be a cowboy of color, but I want to be able to be a cowboy of color who has some um, some positive feedback and not much of like oh um, a negative outlook or I don't want to be what the world may you know stereotype me to be or you know mm-hmm. things like that so mm-hmm. uh, again it's kind of hard to always explain what i'm doing but i feel like i'm on my way to being able to change the world gently as far as how they think of the cowboy mm-hmm. um and be able to inspire someone you know uh, when i was in high school all i knew was football right mm-hmm. um or baseball or sports mm-hmm. and um i didn't really have anyone sit and tell me um you know there's a way out you know there's a way you can ride horses and be okay you know you can all that type of stuff. I just mm-hmm. I, I was around horses, but I didn't have anyone. They were always football people too. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted me to go to the NFL, mm-hmm. and I, that's all I knew. So, Weird. from when I was able to uh, lean now on my own understanding, but lean on faith, I was able to realize, you know, you can go further with this horse stuff. Um, and so that's that's kind of what it's what it's about right now. It's just kind of changing. Dope the that you follow your passion. Yeah, man. man. Like yeah. that's that's what it's all about. I have a lot of young entrepreneurs on the on the episodes or on the podcast, mm-hmm. and it's just like. When you follow your passion, mm-hmm. like everybody is amazed at what happens personally and then just professionally, all the things that come. Yeah. And it's you don't even ask for everything. It's just like, all right, I'm going to just start doing this. Yeah. And I'm sure doors have opened up for you like crazy. Because how long have you been professional? Uh, I've been professional for about five years, like on the professional, like getting paid. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, sponsors and stuff like that. Five years. But uh, again, I've been riding in the saddle Mm -hmm. since about six or seven, like literally six or seven. So what was that jump? Like, I mean, you said you was in in school, Mm -hmm. you was playing football, didn't love football. Mm -hmm. And then you got recruited by the Black Cowboys in Arizona. So what was that transition like from playing football to becoming professional and starting to get paid for what you do man um <clears throat> i see the thing is they could have not paid me i would have been fine you know mm-hmm. um I, I definitely i i love horses so much and i love that culture so mm-hmm. much right mm-hmm. um, no matter if i'm around black guys or white guys or whoever what type of cowboy i don't care but yeah. um I think the transition was pretty easy because I, I loved football. I didn't love college football, you know, but I definitely <laughs> loved football. And then I loved horses, too. So it was a yeah. win-win situation. Yeah. So I was just going from one win to another win. And um, so, again, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, man, um, pretty big. And leaning on faith was mm-hmm. great. You know, it worked out really good for me. Um, so, yeah. Word. Yeah, and I can I can see on your page, like, you're very, very much a man of faith and you know, specifically unapologetically Christian. Mm. Um, tell me about, you know, your relationship with Christ and how your faith kind of helped shape your life. Yeah. So um, basically a lot of people worry too much about religion. If, if I could be real, um, a mm-hmm. lot of people worry about religion, but I think that it's me personally, I'm just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's about relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so religion or relationship, I'm going to choose relationship because mm-hmm. I'm me, you know, I can't Where? go off of what they talked about 18 million years ago you know i can right. only go off my today relationship with god right so mm-hmm. um there's times where um i don't really understand something in the bible and that's okay then i understand yeah. something because not everybody knows everything right mm-hmm. so um i think a relationship worked out easier for me you know right. in school i was never a textbook type of guy i had to have the teacher come over my shoulder and show me right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
textbook or show me you know i'm a hands-on type of guy from the show me state you know so show me um so so my relationship with god is uh it's an ongoing thing you know i wake Mm -hmm. up every morning ready for a new um a new test from god and uh um i think that it's been working out great for me so um i read i definitely read um i Mm -hmm. try to sharpen my tools that i do have the tools that i have is you know uh my bible and you know uh great people in my circle you know Mm -hmm. things like that so those are the things that i work towards you know um getting better as a person and um so yeah my relationship with god is great and he 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 uses me and i ask him to use me and that's 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 why i mean by my mission is to amplify you know because amplifying is growing it's Mm -hmm. it's taking it up a notch right so Mm -hmm. he uses me in situations you know um like yeah that's dope yeah so what is it like i mean obviously you're you're in a like you say you're in an industry that is predominantly white Mm mm-hmm even though there's the black cowboy, you know, the rodeo that, that you were a part of in Arizona, that's not mainstream. No. That's not the norm. So what is it like for you, you know, going around the country competing and like what 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 type of comments do you get? The the energy, like what how do you navigate all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. If uh I, I, I navigate it really good, man, because people love the energy that I bring. I love the energy because you know you attract you are you know what you attract right so um i can go to the to the i can pull up to the rodeo with my nice big truck and trailer and mm-hmm. these white folks gonna be like oh who is this you know mm-hmm. n-word and i'm mm-hmm. you know or i can pull up nicely hey everybody you know I'm are you good. saying you've heard n-words oh, fly out oh, their mouth yeah yeah but, really? but oh yeah yeah but it's not like it's not disrespect it's not like they mean it out of disrespect it's just because again when you think of the cowboy you think white cowboy the white cowboys think that they oh, i'm sorry uh Thank they you. think that they believe Consciously. i know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think that they think that uh he was hitting the table y'all i don't yeah. like when people hit the table yeah, that was rule number white. one that was rule number one don't hit the table i start hitting it it's all good uh i get passionate about it's this all, man it's all good uh but yeah so pretty much um yeah i mean it's kind of like they catch themselves too they're just like oh well who is this you know we we own this you know that type of stuff but mm. but but um, when I when they see my work, when they see how I ride, when I earn my respect, it's all a different story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the people I've come up with, you know, I've come yeah. up with some of the world's living legends, you know, Hall of Famer, bore riders, and stuff like that. So I have my respect in the rodeo, right. um, in the rodeo game, uh, yeah. especially outside of the black rodeo community, in the in the big rodeo, you know. So yeah. um, I don't get too much negativity. I think that uh, especially if I walk around with with great you know great energy people pick up that great energy and uh we all become one and that's 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 the that's the point you know to be yeah. able don't matter if i'm around black guys or if i'm about around white guys white mm-hmm. guys are gonna love me just as the black guys do and um and it's all about the work that you put in well you got some good energy brother just nah, to be able that. just to be able to uh to deflect that because everybody can't take that mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. <laughs> so I, it's just like ready. <laughs> the fact that you can deflect it so easily is just like it kind of tells me like you are focused, mm-hmm. bro. Like, you know, it, nothing is gonna stop you from mm-hmm. doing what you love. Yeah, all that stuff is here today and going tomorrow. And um, I feel like it's 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 again. Um, I love horses so much, you know. And I don't <laughs> like worry. forget them people, man. I'm yeah. all about these horses, yeah. man. And uh, that's yeah. one of the reasons I really do appreciate animals, man, because um, 
people worry too much about the next person or what the next person's doing and animals yeah. are just like just come give me attention you know Word. and i'm that guy who's like everybody over there arguing i'm over here petting animals you know right. i'm over here training my animals because i don't yeah. really have time for that you know um, i do have time for it but i'm not going to give my time for it do you feel like um like i know there's certain people that have like a strong connection with animals mm-hmm. and i used to think like yo that's just wild like these people are crazy mm-hmm. But then I'm starting to like study more about the brain and just about everything, like the universe and energy. Mm-hmm. And like we're all, we all have like energy that we emit all waves of energy and we can be connected to people. We can connect, be connected to things, yeah. especially animals, because animals don't talk, but they, but they sense energy. They, mm-hmm. they can feel the vibes. Yes. And that's, that's how they communicate. Yeah. Good vibes, bad vibes. Or, like they don't have to know. Like a deer doesn't have to know that a, a lion is after it. They can feel the energy from mile, you know what I mean, yeah. from hundred yards. So, 100%. so what is that connection like for you? Like, do you kind of feel like you can low key not talk to them, but just know how the the animal, the, the horse is feeling, or know what they need at certain times? Yeah, hundred percent, like thousand percent. Yeah, it's an energy thing. Like you, like you, you hit it right on the nail. Um, I feel like my energy. And there, I feel like I'm a horse whisperer, man. Like literally, it's cliche. No, I mean like, it's it's not it's not that far fetched. You start yeah. studying energy and how that works, like it's not far fetched, yeah. bro. And then being able to come around, come up around different um, type of trainings and things like that. So let's talk about training for a little bit. So Word. basically, I came up around. Um, I didn't come up around it, but I saw different types of teachings, right? Mm-hmm. There's soft teaching. Mm-hmm. There's teaching where people were whipping, not not like killing the horse, but they're whipping it, right? They yeah. got like a whip and mm-hmm. they want the horse to do things and not doing it and blah, blah, blah. But I came, the people I came up around, Matt Mills and uh, Monty Weddle and Charlie Sampson, those guys like old, older, you know, knowing what they're doing type guys, mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Literally, that's all they ever taught me was energy. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed it, right? So mm-hmm. as, a, as a younger kid, I would always be like, ah, frustrated, it's not working. And boom, somebody will whisper, energy. You know, put your energy into that horse. You know, Mm -hmm. don't put a fist into the horse. Don't whip the horse. Energy. And then every time I did the energy, it worked, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to kind of put energy into everything, Mm -hmm. you know, in day-to-day life, you know. Uh, I walk into work or uh, I walk into a store and everyone's like, frowning and I, I walk in with great energy and people start to loosen up and things mm-hmm. like that and I mm-hmm. think that energy is what the world needs you know yeah. no one knows what life is anyway yeah. and everyone's trying their way and I think energy is one of the things that's never failed anybody never ever so yeah. why not try that you know yeah. <laughs> so why not everybody try that you know was, no one said it was going to be easy mm-hmm. no it's so basic it's basic super it's super. so basic it's like a lot easy. of like you said nobody really knows everything about life mm-hmm you know, and then when it comes to religious conversation yeah. stuff like that, there's so many arguments. It's just like nobody really, no knows. nobody really knows. Like, stop acting like you know. Mm-hmm. But one thing we do know: energy. Energy's never failed us. It's never failed, yeah. bro. That's <laughs> actually how the world. I think that's, energy has something to do with like the galaxy and everything. Stuff. Like, like so, because <laughs> we we are energy. Yeah, like, we're waves of energy. We are electricity. Like, yes. there's so many volts of electricity in our body <laughs> you know what i mean 100%. and so if you vibrating at a low if you're at a low vibration you're gonna people that are also vibrating at that same level mm-hmm. you're gonna connect with them yes, and sir. you know what their mood is or whatever or if you if you're a low vibrational person and you you're around a high vibrational person that person is annoying mm-hmm. 
why is he so positive? Why yeah. is he so happy? Yeah. Like, get out of here, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, I already know. So, energy. Energy. Never <laughs> energy. So, tell me about this relationship that you have with your horse. Is it one that you have in particular, or is it just the ones that you train and then you kind of get a few new horses every few months or years or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I get new horses all the time. Right. I mean, I keep them. I don't just flip them off or anything. I keep my horses you know um so right now i have two personal horses but mm -hmm. around like i said i've got mm, 16 horses right now at, yeah. at, at my barn so um <clears throat> i connect man i mm -hmm. just i tap in as soon as i pass through that open that gate opens and i mm -hmm. go down to the barn they know you know they're hollering hooping and you yeah. know because they know it's energy they feel me coming down mm -hmm. they know it's time to eat they know it's time to exercise they know something so um my energy or my, my relationship with my horses is amazing mm -hmm. um you know anybody can walk on and be like hey you know or they hear me and they're just like oh here he is you know like they just mm -hmm. know that it's, it's time for love mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that um i rescued a few horses sometimes too and i mm -hmm. I, I saw like after you know one year 365 days that horse was uh at one point it was traumatized and then mm. after being around me you know i was able to you know transition into doing things that no one thought that these horses could do wow you know That's um <clears throat> so again i really think i'm a horse whisperer man like <laughs> honestly i do and i i don't just walk around saying that but um in a conversation i really do think that i am um of a horse you know like uh yeah, and not just horse, like uh, cows too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, obviously cows can't really do too much. But um, the reason I really stopped riding bulls, I could have, after, after my after my injury, uh, I could have went back to ride. But I stopped because I, I, I knew that it was hurting, you know, it was hurting bulls, you know, mm. um, being when you, you ride. Uh, when you ride, you're spurring bulls, right? You're, mm. you're, you know, the reason they're bucking is because, one, there's a flank, right? A flank is on your sternum. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we're in that chute, when we're in that gate, someone's flanking it someone's pulling that flank up to you know think your belt is not around your waist it's a little bit under your belly button so oh, flanking it you Ooh. know just flanking it yeah that's gonna make you want to you know yeah. kind of spike up and kick too so one that's something that that we do in the in the sport wow um and another thing is we have spurs on the back of our boots right mm -hmm. so we want more buck more buck more points right mm -hmm. um the bigger the buck the bigger the money mm -hmm. the bigger the buck the bigger the buck mm -hmm. you get it yeah so so pretty much when we're around that bull we're spurring right in his under right in its ribs mm -hmm. you know and it's fat everything mm -hmm. we're spurring just to get more buck and it was hurting it was hurting it was hurting the bull it was hurting me um and i didn't like it you know mm. and uh you so, yeah. you exposing the, the bull ride industry man boy, what's man. going on well yeah i'm in a, i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in, like i said it's all about the energy now we shouldn't have to even touch an animal for it to be able to react you know that's and that's, that's that's what i mean Word. um so i, I support it but yeah. i won't do it anymore yeah. you know um just because it's your consciousness ain't for it yeah yeah i'm more i'm more softer you yeah. know even my horses i used to get very agitated and you know try to try to yell and do all that type of stuff it doesn't work it's mm -hmm. all about the the caring and the love because that's what they need so yeah. um yeah that's dope man so back to the competition yes, sir. um for those of us who have not been to like an all-around cowboy competition mm -hmm. tell us about like what we would expect to see at that type of event yeah so pretty much uh there's there's different events so there's rodeo there's equestrian there's horsemanship there's reining there's cutting horses there's different type of events cutting, cutting. um the cutting is like um you've probably seen this before where there's a cow and the mm -hmm. cow it basically is from back in the day when a when a farmer's you know cow gets out and uh basically there's a horse that kind of you know um has to herd that cow 
back mm-hmm. into the herd, right? So cutting is like juking, right? So you're, mm. if a cow is trying to go this way, your horse has to be able to go this way okay. if, if it jukes. So, right? So yeah, yeah. pretty much that's cutting. It's like cutting with the, with the cow and putting it back in his herd. So mm-hmm. um, they've made that to a sport now. So okay. basically it's one cow and like 20 cows over there and they bring one cow out and your horse has to be able to perform um you know a certain way mm-hmm. um it gets points and stuff like that so um what makes me an all-around cowboy is that i was able to uh, win some championships in bull riding mm-hmm. win some championships in uh team roping win some championships in um in cutting and reining uh reining is typically the same that's typically where you see a horse um in one spot he stays on his back legs and he's spinning um and then he has to stop or there's one where the horse is like sprinting down the way and mm-hmm. he, um, they stop on their back legs and they're sliding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to perform in <clears throat> a couple of those events and be able to win some championships, which makes me an all around cowboy, mm-hmm. right? So I could just be a bull riding champion, but I'm an all around cowboy. Right. Um, so yeah. Do you feel like you being black mm-hmm. and going up, is it is it a mental thing like when you're when you're competing against other people because like i think about uh golf where it's, it's just you but you are going against other people so like those other golfers when tiger is coming yeah when he's coming back <laughs> on on a sunday afternoon they yeah. know it mm-hmm. and it affects their game mm-hmm. do you feel like as like the only black dude out there you kind of big strong you know what i mean like you athletic and they see you you think that kind of puts a little intimidation in the folks just from what you can um, gather I don't think so because no. I don't come off as that guy I don't come off as like you know big money big winner guy you know yeah. I come off as uh, um, people know I'm good you know Word. they know I'm some good they, they ain't gonna be like oh this this square you know you gotta they, be good for you to be the only pretty much the only dude out there yeah. for the most part like oh, you gotta be good if you yeah. out, he out here you know what I mean yeah I think I, think, I don't think they get intimidated okay. um, uh, but I do think that they know that I'm when I'm coming and Word. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I think they appreciate it just as much as I appreciate them. Like I'm not intimidated anybody by anybody, so I don't think anybody would be intimidated by me. But you never know. I think maybe you know maybe mm-hmm. someone is like kind of low key, like you know what up, mm-hmm. he coming, you know. Yeah. Like, but but you just never know. Um, if so, they can just talk to me. I ain't I ain't no scary big scary guy man or Word. nothing like that. You know, it's all love for sure. It's because again, all that's here today and going tomorrow. You yeah, know, so right. uh, when I'm able to retire. I'm gonna be able to look back and be like, dang, I want some championships. I'm good. Um, I don't want to be like, oh, I beat this guy and he was, you know, so on, so on. Word. Yeah. All good vibes, man. That's what's up, bro. Now, my son was excited for you to come on. He don't know right you. On. But I was like, hey, man, I got a, a black cowboy coming yeah. on. He was just like, oh, like Old Town Road? I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's an Old Town Road type dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, with you doing this for a couple of years uh-huh. and then this song just blowing up. What has Old Town Road done for you and your movement? You That's know what I mean? crazy, man. Yeah. My Instagram is, man, my mom is, you know, sending me this video. My dad, friends, everybody's like, dude, listen to this song. It reminds me of you. And I'm just yeah. like, man, that's crazy. But I think um, it's but definitely. But were you the inspiration for man. that song? The little Nazi you doing your thing. It was like, hey, man, I got to. You know, you know what? what I, mean? I think so. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie, man. I think so, man. They see us, man. The world tries to ignore Word. us, but they, they, bro, they see us, man. Yeah. Um, like, 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 like they see us. Like, you can't miss it. Like, like to me, it's just kind of like, I was like, where did this song come from? Like, yeah. who is trying to be a black cowboy? Yeah. Like, be country. I know that's like an, it's a cool angle. Yeah. But like, who would even think to even do that? The people that so, see us. So it's just like. Maybe this dude's seen you doing your thing. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Nah, um, 
I, dude, they see us, man. Because that dude ain't even. He's not even a. He's not even a country. He's singer. not. He's a, he's a rapper, right? right? He's a little rapper, right? So, yeah. so, so, so for him to just come out with a country song, I, I thought you never know, though. You know, yeah. I, I just don't know. But he, he, if he didn't see me, he saw somebody. Saw you know, somebody. somebody black and on a horse and doing something. So, yeah. um. But how I feel about it is I like it, man. Um, I'm not the type of guy who's, you know, all about the song, but I feel like he definitely brought some insight to the to the because even the black cowboy hashtag is like yeah. popping now. Because I, yeah. when I, I was using it, it was only like three three hundred of us, you know, three hundred <laughs> of us. Right now it's you know almost millions of the hashtag and stuff wow. like that. So yeah. we're growing, man, yeah. and that's that's. Um, Another reason I want to be on the podcast and stuff and be able to talk about it because, yeah. you know, he just made the song and that's it, you know, but we really do this on an everyday right. basis. You know, we wake right. up and sleep. He out there really. playing. You out he there. He playing. We do it. You know what I mean? You know, so, so, so. <laughs> so Lil Nas, man. Hey, bro, you got you to gotta pay respect, man. You got to shout out. Man. Rodeo Romante. I need quick. that. I need you know that. Put, put the real ones in the video. Please. You know what? He uh, he made the video and he actually kind of, he didn't do it how we wanted it to be done, yeah. but he kind of shouted us out, man, because um, there's some guys come to Cowboys. These are the only really other other guys i really know that's really compton funny. cowboys, compton cowboys okay. man they big blue check verified everything oh that's dope um uh, but um in the video he's like there's a part where he was like y'all from compton right and you know i'm kind of kind of put that out mm. there but I, you know what i don't really i think we when it's time we're gonna get we're gonna get the recognition the yeah. good amount of recognition you yeah. know something gonna be bigger than this song yeah. uh, and it's gonna happen very soon mm. mm-hmm. i mean but the song is huge man it's, it's a big viral huge. moment and it's just like it opens up people's mind to yeah. something that wasn't nobody mm-hmm. think about, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now it's like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And and he's like kind of staying with the whole country thing. Yeah. So who knows where that's going to go, you yeah. know, with artist-wise and what his music is going to do. Yeah. But just for y'all's culture, for cow- black cowboy culture, like, I feel like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Little Nas, holler at me, man. <laughs> for sure. Man, bro. So, yeah, my, my son was like, oh, my God, is, does he rap, too? I'm like, I don't know. Nah, bro. I'm not a rapper, man. I can't rap. I listen to gospel music, though. So, Word. Yeah. Who's your favorite artist? Oh, actually, no, no. Save that. Save it. That's a part cool. of my, my, my fat five. Cool, cool. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, I seen you hitting push-ups mm-hmm. on, on IG mm-hmm. next to your horse. Mm-hmm. It's like when you say like you really vibe with your horse, like you was down there hitting push-ups, mm-hmm. trying to be a vegetarian, just like the horse, yeah. eating the grass. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's deep with you, man. Yeah, man. It's deep. It's not a game. It's not a game, This is man. a lifestyle. I wish people would see that. It's it's like, it's. It, I love that you just put that out, man, because, because <laughs> honestly, people see it as me trying to be funny. Or you know, I'm. I just can tell you wasn't you ain't doc, faking. Like I'm that's so serious, man. That's like, how you get down, bro. man. Like, 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 dude. It's bigger than a horse. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than life, man. This yeah. stuff is. It means a lot to me, you know. Like right. me, that was training right there, and you didn't you didn't even see that unless you're on the surface. But but mm. but me doing push-ups by my horse. That horse, a year ago, can't even touch her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and because like she, I didn't do anything to her. But, like, she doesn't like airplanes, and she doesn't like, you know what I'm saying, stuff mm. like that. So, for me, doing push-ups by her, that's a big move because mm. a year ago, I couldn't even touch her. You mm. know what I'm saying? I couldn't even braid her hair without her, you know, Throwing a fist or something, you know. Oh, you so braiding the hair, bro. Oh man, I do it all, man. It's it's all it's all. Tell tell me what we don't know, man. Tell me everything that you do, man. Like, braiding well, hair. So I braid hair. Rescuing rescuing horses, man. I shave horses, you know. Um, after that winter, they grow a winter coat. You give them a pedicure and stuff. I do. Yeah, they get one pedicure a year or a month, um, every eight weeks actually, um, okay. which is pretty much new shoes and like you know you get a whole spa day, man. Like wow. it's, yeah, they deserve more. We want more, so give you know all of that. So, um, dude, there's nothing, 
there's nothing I would probably want to do for my horse, man, for That's sure, wild. man. I I would do anything for him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We go on field trips, you know, um, on times where, we're, like, we're in the off season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will just kind of, like, a couple weeks ago, we went up to the beach. That was mm-hmm. fun for her, fun for me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, stuff like that, man. Yeah. So that connection between a man and his horse, man, yeah. it's, like, stronger right. than... You know what they say, a man's best friend with, with the dog. With dog, right? so yeah. like it's, it's deeper. Man, man, it's deep, man. Um, she's teaching me a lot, too. She yeah. teaches me some stuff. Some things where I try on her um, or any of my horses, they don't like it. I learn from it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you definitely learn every day with the horse. And me doing the push-ups by the horse, um, gain trust with her. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't. She knew that I was going to walk under her and she didn't flinch. Mm-hmm. That's a big move. You know, mm-hmm. she sees me. Um, where we were, um, the land that I'm on is uh there's a hill right mm-hmm. and uh, at the beginning of the video there's cows all right in front of us so she uh for for me to get her attention off of those cows was amazing you know mm-hmm. um so we're learning every day about something everything you do around your animals you, they're it's a learning experience yeah mm-hmm. so are you just training animals or do you also have people come out there and they want you to teach them yeah. certain things like what are you doing with with, with people <clears throat> in this off season man i've been um just kind of keeping my horse's legs fresh um so sometimes people want to come out and learn some things yeah i definitely would teach them um Mm -hmm. but it's not always going to be just get on the horse and ride it's always going to be like a teaching thing right because Mm -hmm. um that's what i'm here to do just kind of teach people more about the horses um because i don't want people to buy their own horse down the road and do their own thing as far as like one thing i hate is beating horses right i don't Mm -hmm. don't appreciate it um so i don't want I want people to know it's all about energy. I want to pe- teach people energy and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, when it comes to horses. But, yeah, if anyone ever wants to ride, you know, they can definitely holler at me. And, I and do you have, like, your own – what's what's your setup like? Is it you working at somebody's spot or yeah. you kind of got your own thing going on? Got my own thing pretty much going on. So someone has their home, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's a barn at the bottom. So I pretty much just got um, an indoor arena, outdoor arena. Okay. Um, but it's on some on some land out in Hillsborough. So if my son want to come out there and get riding right. lessons – Holler at me. Okay. Yeah, please. Word. Yeah, my it'll be my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to make that happen. Let me know. We're going to make that happen. Let's do it. Sure. And if anybody who's listening ever want to ride or, you know, you need some tips or whatever, holler at me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that we just need to normalize. Actually, I'm, I'm on the board of a nonprofit camp also. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's called um, Experiencing Life Science Outdoors. So it's a camp for kids. Um, pretty much grade school age, kind of going into middle school now. But um, they just have kids just have just wild random outdoor experiences yeah. just to expose them to it's more of like geared towards science and math but mm-hmm. like i think they might want to you know what i mean come out there and if if, if that's possible i don't know if you know it's what I mean? any and everything is possible man i, I just i laugh i smile because that's something that's been on my mind for a while okay bringing, we gonna talk word yeah we gonna yeah, talk we, gonna, we can yeah. make that happen for sure yep so <clears throat> tell me about like your most challenging training story of a horse challenging training story um never really had a challenging one but i can tell you that you can't do too much stuff scared um Mm. and there were times where i was younger and i was trying to i i had every tool but Mm. i was scared i was afraid i was fearful um you can't that energy yeah and uh you can't do too much when you're scared and Mm -hmm. uh that's that was very challenging for me because again i would beat myself up for it Mm -hmm. um mentally and just be like oh you know i'm no good blah 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 i'm so glad that i was able to transition and be able to learn from mistakes as i did you know um a lot of things like even riding bulls there were times where 
I was good. I had every tool. I had every technique. I had every legend in my corner. Mm-hmm. Had everything, but I was scared. You know, mm-hmm. I was fearful, and um, that was challenging. So being able to come out of fear and be able to know more about myself and uh, you know breathe and energy um, mm-hmm. was great. You know, being able to now overcome fear or um, is, has been amazing. Literally amazing. Mm-hmm. I can do anything now. Like mm-hmm. I can literally do anything. That's that. Yeah. So yeah. so my biggest challenge was being scared. Being scared of myself. You yeah. know how am I? you're supposed to bet on yourself you're supposed to be able to bet on yourself you know you're born into this world alone and you, and you can't even bet on yourself you know yeah. if you don't bet on yourself nobody's gonna be able to bet on you right yeah. so um being afraid was my biggest challenge and mm-hmm. i overcame that and i'm still overcoming it right and mm-hmm. um and i'm I, i'm learning and realizing that i'm winning every time you know yeah. and yeah. you know so yeah Overcoming fear was a big challenge. That's huge. Man. Yeah, that's life. That's life. That's life. No matter what you do, if you're scared, if you're afraid, you can't grow in that situation. Mm-mm. You can't achieve pretty much anything in mm-hmm. that situation. You just get paralyzed. Mm, yes. Yeah. And it's only you that gets paralyzed. Yeah. Like if you're if you're fearful, it's not going to affect the next person. It's only going to affect you. Yes, it will. So that's good that you realize how old are you i'm 23 i just 23 turned, yeah, man young do you you're realizing that at a young age mm-hmm. man you overcoming it you going head first for your dreams bro. definitely that's a beautiful thing it is that's a beautiful yeah, thing thank bro. you appreciate that no doubt man so tell me about like the the um the sponsorships that you have like how do those come about and and who's rocking with you right now yeah so right now i got wrangler in my corner um cinches in my corner there's a biomain products which is uh like horse products right mm-hmm. um helps the hair grow helps is biotin right bio yeah. main mm-hmm. um so got them in my corner um working on some boot sponsors man i need some new boots man so <laughs> if anybody's out there listening i need some boots man. uh there's a guy that i'm i'm uh wanting to holler at he's actually a black guy he owns his mm-hmm. own boot cowboy boot company okay. uh, out in texas a uh, better boot company okay um so i want to holler at them get some some sponsors going and um yeah. i don't know i'm not really looking for sponsors they all just kind of come you know they and just uh, pop up yeah, yeah. and um I'm looking for more sponsors, you know, and basically yeah. what a sponsor is someone, if I were to go to a rodeo, they would, you know, kind of pay for everything and yeah. um, pay to get my horses there. Or if like Wrangler, if I'm riding bulls for a whole month, they're just going to send me a bunch of jeans because mm-hmm. they know how, you know, they just send me a bunch of jeans and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Biotin, um, I've got some pretty, they know how much horses mean to me. So they send me stuff to make my horses look good and stuff like yeah. that. And um, Cinch is like Wrangler clothing mm-hmm. company so they okay. send me a bunch everything you see on my pages from those sponsors for sure yeah mm-hmm. now i seen like there was pictures probably because you out there beaverton hills brought your mm-hmm. it was like nike headquarters mm-hmm. are you working with nike in any capacity or is that like something that you trying to develop right now yeah i can't really say much about that but Word. it's something that's about to shock the world yeah, man yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um as you see yeah basically if you look at my page there's um there's a Nike collab that we have going on. So um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a campaign mm-hmm. going on, kind of like the Colin Kaepernick Word. campaign. We're yeah. going to change the world. Ooh, okay, yeah. Let's so, go. So, yeah, we're changing the world. I can't say too much, but it's on yeah, the don't, way. Don't give it away. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to have the contract. Mm-hmm. Mixed, you know yeah, mean, it's on the way, though. Um, That's dope. Yeah, I, I definitely want to change the world in such a gentle way. I don't need to put out a song or anything, but I want to just people to be like, you know, walk as I walk by and yeah. just be like, you know, there it is. You know, yeah. and people are shocked. So yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So you said it's the off season right now, mm-hmm. right? So once that, what what time of year is the actual season? Uh, actually, next month. 
June. Okay. No, July. Yeah, July is like the beginning. Fourth of July is like a good rodeo, and then okay. um, that's when we're on the road. You know. But the, like, so what does that look like for you? Like, are you just gone for months at a time, mm-hmm. or just like a few weekends? Yeah. So pretty much uh, depends. So uh, Bill Pickett is uh, invitational, right? That's the Black Rodeo, so that's invitational. Okay. Um, I'm also doing some things with the PBR, PRCA. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much, if I, even if I'm not riding, um, there's business things that I'm doing. Um, helping out in the arena. Um, mm-hmm. I can refer not referee. It's called a pickup man, right? Mm-hmm. So pretty much um, in some events, there's a, a guy on a horse inside of the arena um, to help a rider. You know, if he's on the on the bucking horse and his time is up, I have to go, you know, kind of get that guy, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I do a lot of things in the rodeo. Um, even if I'm not riding, I'm working in the rodeo or, I, mm-hmm. you know, doing something just to be a part of it and stay a part of it and stuff like that. So that's like July through September? I'm July sure. through like honestly like the beginning of the year oh for real yeah it, it's it's it goes you know mm-hmm. and in the off season there's still some little things going on but not really much um mm-hmm. but july is definitely summertime is popping Word. maybe three or four rodeos a month which yeah. is a lot yeah <laughs> yeah that's dope, that's dope though stay yeah. busy huh? stay busy yeah yeah i'm gonna be honest with you bro hmm. ever since i was a kid i had a fear of horses yeah i have a fear of any animal that has a big head yeah so a horse a buffalo mm-hmm whatever yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean i like i remember back in the day like we go to rose festival like what's going on downtown mm. and the police be out there with their horses man and like the head was so big and them leg and you ever, you know you see those videos where a horse kicks somebody oh, in the definitely. chest you know yeah. what i mean like i'm just deathly afraid of that i was at a i was at like a, a christian youth camp one time and it was come to that point where everybody's about to ride horses. Yeah. I was like, no, Couldn't do it. I'm not <laughs> like, I was so scared to put my leg in that stirrup. Mm-hmm. And man, I was just, I just knew it was going to start running hella fast mm-hmm. and buck me off. Bro. Yeah. What, like, how do I need to approach it? How do I need to approach it? Um, well, one, I would just say, uh, you got to want to want it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you got to want to want to see that horse and want to be able to, you know touch or pet it or ride it you know because mm-hmm. um, again you know um if you go fearfully it won't achieve you know yeah. so so you got to make up your mind you know um if you don't want to ride it don't ride it you know Word. simple as that but if you want to you got to tell yourself hey man um let's just do it you know um mm-hmm. i mean there's there's skydiving for example mm-hmm. everyone's afraid of it mm-hmm. but you got to want to want that i did bungee jump one time there you go yeah. and you was probably scared but you did it i did it yeah, yeah. so yeah. same thing with horses honestly um I say, if you come around my horses, man, you'll be 100% fine, man. I don't mm-hmm. even, they don't even know about kicking and stuff like that, you okay. know? Yeah, because okay. the energy, you know? So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, man, you can get, yeah. Horses are awesome, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like cows and stuff are awesome. I've got llamas and chickens and stuff. Um, they won't do anything to you unless you do something to them. You know, yeah. it's really freaking them out. And if you're going around scared, they're going to kind of be like, okay, we'll just, mm-hmm. you know, we're scared too, you know. Word. But you're all right. Yeah. yeah. I think you're good. You just got to let go of the fear and want to want to, you know. Yeah. Right. Tell you. No, tell it you seems mind. like really freeing just to mm-hmm. be up there and just riding, you know. What it's mean? free, man. Yeah. That's free. Um, there's times where I, I can be, I can have a headache, you know. Mm-hmm. And I five minutes of being in the saddle mm-hmm. i'm good forgot yeah. all about the headache forgot all about every problem and it's like it, again it sounds so cliche but it's the, the truest genuinest thing ever mm. yeah that ever yeah. could have happened to me you know yeah. come from kansas city you know it's uh it's not one of the world's greatest places you know so um i think horses really saved my life you know um and i mean that you know in what way um i mean i've seen people 
go to jail right in front of me. You mm-hmm. know, I've seen people get shot right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen all of that type of stuff. And for me to be able to, after football practice in high school, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everybody just go home, they'll smoke their little weed, and mm-hmm. they'll be good. You know, we 16, 17, 18, now they supposed to be smoking, right? Right. You know, I go home. I clean horse stalls. I'm out of trouble, you know, and that's it. You know, yeah. I, I thank God I had horses, you know, that, that kept me from, kept me busy, you know, because uh, yeah. I could have been one of those bad little kids Easy. robbing the 7-Eleven, yeah. you know, any of that. But horses really saved my life, man. And yeah. I mean that from every aspect. I learned how to overcome fear. Mm-hmm. I learned um, different ways of life, different walks of life. Uh, I've seen different places I, from Kansas City. All of my friends, not all, all my friends, but the guys I came up with, still mm-hmm. there, man. Yeah. Me, I'm seeing life, man. I'm yeah. seeing different. I'm seeing Montana. I'm seeing national parks. I'm seeing some of the world's greatest places because mm-hmm. of these horses, man. And uh, that's why I appreciate them much more. Like I said, you only see surface stuff, but it's always deeper than than what it seems to be. And that's why I was so glad you saw that video because I was like, yeah, man, people, you see it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, horses saved me. Speaking of Montana, I went yeah. there one time. Mm-hmm. I was on a mission trip. And that was the first time I seen wild horses. Yeah. That was beautiful, bro. Crazy. Just seeing, like, a mom and a little, what do they call it, a mare or something? Colt. Like that? Yeah, yeah. A colt. Baby, yeah, yeah. Man, and they was just riding around, our, you know, our, our campsite. I'm just like, yeah. What? Yeah. Living in Arizona, you see that too, man. It's like wild horses and like it's beautiful, bro. Yeah. But and then, they also and then drop the people. people insane too though. Oh, for real? Yeah, some farmers like they ended up eating all their you know, their crops and stuff. Like oh. yeah, so it drives farmers in Montana insane. Yeah. 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 Well we we were on the Indian reservation. That's and so everybody I mean they was they was Chilling. chill, yeah. you know. And it and then, and then we was at the basketball court at the park uh-huh. and we just seen a kid riding bareback on a horse. I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> he just riding down, came up. It's like, Oh, you guys are playing you gonna be here for a while? Okay, yeah. I'll be right back and right. he went off on a horse, Put went his home horse up. and then walked back like with his his, his little brother or something. Yeah. I was like, What? <laughs> Just riding horses bareback out yeah. here, bro. Yeah, that's wild. Man. Nah, man, there's a picture of me riding bareback right now with that Nike campaign. Man. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. That was a nice little thing. But barebacking is cool. It's just a little too rough. You know? Yeah, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I can <laughs> so imagine. It takes a real deal, yeah, Indian or whatever to yeah. do that type of stuff. It was a kid too. Yeah. He was like eight or nine years old, yeah, just up blood. there. That's in their blood. I'm like, yo, where to start? Like, how'd you? <laughs> How you get up there, man? And how did the horse? It's, it's energy, it's, man. Because yeah. like, how did the horse just be cool with that? Yeah, they be chilling. The horse it's, was not like violent, bucking nope. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Horses are awesome, man. So, do, are there like you know dogs? Just many different breeds. Are horses? Do they vary that way? Is there like an aggressive, like a pit bull horse, uh-huh. a Doberman? You know what I mean? Like, is it? Or are they all pretty much the same type of temperament? Same temperament. Um, obviously, there are Broncos, which are a wild horse, or a Mustang, which is a wild horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like a typical quarter horse, every horse has different temperament. Mm-hmm. And um, like, it, is there a certain breed, like the breed. ones that that do the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby versus a one that would just be in a rodeo? Is that like a yeah. totally way different type of horse? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, um, so a Mustang and a, a, a Bronco which are like the bucking horses that you see in the rodeo mm-hmm. right the bucking horse like uh, that is a that is an untamed horse that's mm-hmm. literally a horse that these guys got out of the wild and is bucking mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. quarter horse is a typical not a backyard horse but a, a, a 
a nice horse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can race. It has good bloodlines and all that type of stuff. That's a good horse that you would use in the Kentucky Derby or inside of a rodeo for uh, your personal horse that you're going to rope off of. Or mm-hmm. For me, if I'm being a pickup man, I have a horse made for pickup, you know, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Horses are uh, good for endurance and um, all of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. So what about... Um like in the in the rodeos, I be seeing like is it sometimes is it little kids? Would they be riding like little sheep's or something? Or yeah. Little lamb? What, what is that? Mutton busting. It's Mut- called what? Mutton busting. Mutton busting. Yeah. So uh, I think a sheep is called like a mutton, like a baby mutton or something. Something mm-hmm. has to do with mutton. But yes. yeah. So it's just like it's just a good welcoming to the rodeo world. It's just like what kids do for fun. Um, basically, what we do is we get a sheep. We put a kid on the sheep. Mm-hmm. The sheep uh, doesn't have any ropes or anything. The kid just has to hold on with his hands um, yeah. and just kind of clamp on. And mm-hmm. just the sheep's just gonna run. That's all it does. How do y'all find the kids? Is it like somebody in the crowd is like, "Hey, yeah, my son wants to do it. My daughter wants to do it." Or is it like they got to sign up in advance? Yeah. So with the Bill Picker Rodeo, basically what they do is just like uh, it's like an intermission type thing, you know, yeah. because um, rodeo has like maybe four or five events. You know, you want to mm-hmm. keep the the crowd entertained. So For sure. it's one of those things where they, you know, we call the kids down. They got 15 minutes to come down, and mm-hmm. we don't tell them how to ride or anything. We just tell them, hold on, you know, mm-hmm. and they just ride, and that yeah. that that right there is the future, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, actually, that's kind of how I started, too. You know, okay. I, I gained so much interest by being on the sheep. Yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. what happened, man. I yeah. started off uh, riding the sheep because my family all did it, so I was like, cool. But me being able to ride and be like, I'm going to keep doing that, and I got mm-hmm. too big, you know, so. Yeah. So yeah, man. Let's let's go back. Let's mm-hmm. go back to to young Ramonte, man. Like, so you grew up on a farm. Um, didn't really grow up on a farm, but Kansas City. It's all about concrete cowboys, man. Mm-hmm. These guys are, you know, they're cowboys. You know, they still kept the culture alive, mm-hmm. but they're not rodeo cowboys. They're not horsemen. They're just some, you know, backyard horses. And we gonna hit the street. We gonna ride up to McDonald's on these horses. <laughs> you know, things like that. So. Uh, I'm actually grateful I didn't keep so that. They, they yeah. going through the drive through and oh, definitely. Oh, wow, Hood cowboys. Yeah, man. yeah, Hood, <laughs> man. Yeah. So I mean, we cowboys were we concrete cowboys. You know, yeah. we weren't really, you know, making money doing it. It was mm-hmm. all money in, all money out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, but yeah, basically, my upbringing was, you know. Uh, early elementary, early middle schools, definitely, you know, um, again, I could be hanging out with everybody up the street or I could mm-hmm. go down the street with the old folk and, you know, hop on some horses and, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't really, my family, um, like my immediate family didn't have horses, but our neighbors did. So I was okay. always up the street, you know, with them, mm-hmm. um, riding horses, but my family, like my actual mm-hmm. aunts and uncles, they got, they're from Arkansas and stuff. So okay. they got, they some hillbilly, you know, some, yeah. some country folk, right? Sure. Yeah, some yeah. folk. <laughs> yeah, so um, so it was always, it's in my blood, but yeah. um, I didn't really grow up in a rodeo until, like, um, early middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was always on a horse. Yeah. If you're looking for me, just see, and you see my horses going, don't come looking for me, right. you know, because they know where I'm at, you yeah, know, I'm yeah. just riding. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my peace and fun, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so glad I found that as a young kid. I'm the only child, if mm-hmm. that can tell you anything, so okay. I didn't really have... A lot of people just, you know, you know, always do stuff with it, just yeah. me and my horse. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pretty nice. My first horse was 700 bucks. Bought it off Craigslist and mm-hmm. I was good, you know. But yeah. now all my horses are three grand, four grand, up to 20 grand, you know. Word. So so man. it's just, man, to see myself grow was awesome. Yo, that's a, that's a dope childhood, man. Yeah. Like now, 
Are kids still growing up like that in the South, man? Uh-huh. Yeah. Dope. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, but it's it's more. Uh, I uh, not much, not like I did, you yeah. know, because me, it was everybody, you know, was up the street on the horses. Word. Now you got more kids on like four wheelers and phones and stuff. Like exactly, that. the technology yeah. seems like it kind of robs kids yeah. of like being outside. It definitely does. Just. Just go go out. Your parents say go outside. Go outside and don't come back in. Exactly. You know? like, it ain't <laughs> you none have of a that. <laughs> it's it's not it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Nowadays it's it, just not yeah. like that. I know I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Like my son is nine, about to be ten. My mm-hmm. daughter's four. Like they can play out here. Yeah. But maybe when he's ten. But even when he's ten, I'm like I don't I don't want you just roaming around the neighborhood like that. Yeah. To be honest. To be honest, no. I don't seriously. know, man. But, yeah. Me, it was all good though. You know, definitely coming up in Kansas City, it was family, mm-hmm. and then coming up in Mississippi, it was definitely family. Again, yeah. you got the candy lady, so we all up the street, you know, and we all in the neighborhood playing pickup football, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. So I, I had, that's why I say I'm so grateful because I had parents who was just like, don't keep running in and out of this house. You know, mm-hmm. I had uh, aunts and uncles that you know everyone was involved. You know, we, I found it fun to uh, chuck corn. In the front yard, man, I, that was that was one of the highlights of my, you know, wow. coming up, you know, yeah. trucking corn for dinner, yeah. and um, and and catching frogs in the cornfield and wow. stuff like that, man. That's like awesome. I kind of envy that, man. Cats that grew up like in the country, it's and awesome. Just like you, just had nature. Yeah, literally. And that was the best, and it seemed like the best entertainment. It is ding know? dong ditch, man. Like all of that What's type that? of stuff. Ding dong ditch. What's that, bro? Uh, man, it's like where you just go over to another block, mm-hmm. and they probably knew it was us. Now I think about it, but you basically knock on somebody's door. It's about ten of us, and oh, you knock on somebody's door, and you just run, or you sure. ring the doorbell and run. Yeah. Ding dong ditch, man. They where? call it. Yeah, it was something else, but um, that was fun to me, man. Mm-hmm. You know, all the neighborhood kids. No one was in trouble. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so. a big community. It's a big community, man. Everybody knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looked yeah. out after each other. Net. all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. So, what's like, what's the one thing people need to know about you and about this black cowboy culture, man? Like, if you could leave them with one simple message, what do they need to know, bro? Um, about me or black cowboy? I guess let's let's say black cowboy culture. All right. So, if there was one thing that people needed to know about the black cowboy. Uh, culture um huh that's a that's a good question man i think that uh again people just need to know that you know um i kind of branch off of black cowboy thing i think that whatever you really 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 want to do like i was just Mm -hmm. telling you if you really want to do it you're going to do it right Mm -hmm. so if you're scared of a horse don't be scared and do it and you'll be good so um no matter what it is you want to do, I would just say do it, man. Um, um, it's not hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really see myself doing anything else. Um, you just got to see the vision and you got to go after it. And I think that's that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah. Um, dig deeper. Um, I Google everything. Some things I don't know, I Google it or I read mm-hmm. books or, you know, um, I study it or... Mm-hmm. Um, Things like that, just to get more in depth. So dig deep, whatever your vision is, just to dig deep into it and uh, and hang on to it. Um, Word. Yeah, that's that's really all I can think about to to really tell the people. I mean, there's a lot I could probably tell the people, but if I had to leave them with anything, mm-hmm. a dream is just a dream, and uh, go get it. Already, already. Well, let's get into the Fab Five. Let's five questions I ask everybody. Uh, first question. Uh-huh. Two part question: What's your favorite genre of music? And you said gospel. I love gospel and I love country country music. 
Um, I used to like R and B, not so much anymore. It's not, so not R and B anymore. Like right. I used to love like it's, it's a little different. It's different. I used to love different. Erica Badu and yeah. like all that type of stuff. It's like different vibes now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to find that yeah. Badu vibe nowadays. Yeah. So, what artist or album made you fall in love with? I'll, I'll do both of them. So, mm-hmm. gospel first and then country. Gospel. Um, Torin Wells, which is a really good guy singer. He's kind of newer. Okay, I must um, have Torin heard Wells is like he's speaking right. He's he's like my age, so okay. I feel like I relate way more. It's Word. like the hooping and hollering. It's like storytelling, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, wow. He yeah. just told my whole you know story. Like you get off track, but. You know, God is still there, and it's that that image is awesome. You know, sure. and to see other brothers like my age mm-hmm. doing that is just amazing, dog. Yeah, um, so Torn was, um, but I also vibe with Drake, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I okay. love like some Drake. Yeah, yeah. Drake you can't is, go wrong with Drake. Can't like, go wrong with Drake. He and makes so much good music. He People does. like give him a lot of crap for. I don't know, being sensitive or yeah, vulnerable no. or whatever, but That's it's like you still love his music. Yeah, you yeah. listen to every song. I think, yeah, those people are the the ones who actually like him. You know, the yeah. haters are the people who really like. Him, oh you know? yeah. So, but he's got a song it's called "The Ride," and I say listen to that dog. What song? What album? The Ride. Album? That's off one of his like older. I think it's on like "Take Care" or something. Okay. Whew. Deep like That's, that. Yeah, it's like that. And then mm-hmm. he's got a um, he's got another one. I forgot the name, but it's yeah. He's got two fire songs that just speak right to the heart. Mm. Yep. So Torrin Wells and Drake. Okay. Yeah. What about country? Country. Cody Johnson. He's okay. like a Texas cow. He's like he's like you know nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not one of those you know I love my wife. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And he's really nitty gritty, and um, he's talking about fishing and hunting. You know rodeos and mm-hmm. George Strait obviously. So mm, yeah. That's what's up. All right, second question. Is there a movie that has changed your outlook on life? Yes. What's that? As of recent, Beach Bum. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That, so it just came out? It just came out. It has Snoop Dogg, Matthew McConaughey, um, a, uh, freaking Willie Nelson. Like, it's just, it's a very poetic movie. It's mm. called The Beach Bum, man. And uh, basically, it's about a, a beach bum. He, he's a, he's a, he's a poetic writer. He's a writer, mm-hmm. but he's a beach bum. And everyone's like, dude, you need to get it together. You've got every you got trillion dollars and you're just you're blowing it away you're doing drugs you're drinking you don't care about your wife you know you blah 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 and uh, it's very poetic it's deeper than the surface right yeah and um it changed my outlook on on like on life man mm. um, just because it tells such a big story like matthew mcconaughey is a really good for sure um, actor and snoop yeah. dogg was in it too so there's some weed smoking in it but mm-hmm it tells the story. You hey, got to read it. It's from, it's from the art. Yep. You know, yeah. Just like you eating that grass. Yeah. You yeah. smoke that grass yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah. So, 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 yeah, man. Um, beach bum. As Word. Yep. Okay. Dog, I got to check that out. Yeah, man. check it out, man. Um, you kind of touched on this, but when you feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. how do you de-stress? Uh, breathe. Yeah. Yeah, I breathe, man. Um, I used to get bad anxiety. Um, mm. Like, overthinking like overheating and for like, sure you know what i'm saying yeah. and like there's times um where i just breathe yeah. and i pray obviously praying doesn't help instantly but it helps when it wants and stuff like that so mm-hmm. me come back in tune with myself um and understand who i am and uh yeah just decompress like, yeah yeah it's okay to take a break from like social media and stuff and um definitely I definitely like i love to um 
delete the apps for like a month mm. just get back in, you know because sometimes i try to keep up real fast you know like yeah. i see people already there and i'm just like oh i'm on my way i'm coming i'm coming right but sometimes i gotta <laughs> delete it and like understand that you know well i am who i am i'm doing great you right. know what i'm saying gotta understand where i'm at and understand who i am yeah. you know and um yeah so just breathe yeah yeah like breathe breathe for sure yeah yeah man it's it's funny like the social media thing that's like you you kind of have to keep up mm-hmm. but then it's like I really don't need this. No. But then yeah. it's like you have to, but you don't need it's so it's such a weird relationship that we have Man. with social media right now. Like, a lot of the world before us didn't even have social media, you know what I'm yeah, saying? For sure. They still made it. And a lot of people want to trick you into thinking that you need social media, but you don't. Man. Because there's like a certain success quotient that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But one thing, like, I, I used to be on there and like, you know, I do the hashtags and I I was playing that game for a minute. Mm-hmm. But then and then I'm interviewing people, mm-hmm. you know, successful people. And there's certain people that are killing it in real life. And they have little to no social media presence. So I'm like, do I want to be popping on social media or do I want to be popping in real life? Yeah. You know, so then I was just like, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care no more. You, you know what I mean? If you want to, if you want to, you can just find a balance, man. You yeah. can really just do it in real. I mean, obviously you are doing it in real life. Yeah. But you can do it in real life and you can do it on social media. You just balance it, right? You don't For have sure. to just. You know, you don't have to. Be yeah, you don't balanced. have to abandon one, but yeah. it, but I but I definitely have leaned toward because at first I was like I gotta be popping on social. Media. Mm-hmm. You ain't popping on social media, don't nothing matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. people they can't see you, and it's just like, nah. Everybody, like I'm I'm seeing people that are successful going that route, mm-hmm. but I can't ignore, and just there's a lot of extremely successful yeah. people that don't have a social media following, and it's just like man like what do i then i had to figure out what do i really want do i really care about being popping on social media and when i realized i really didn't i was like okay so i don't have to put this pressure on me to try to keep up with the joneses and try to whatever i could just continue to do what i do make connections in real life network that way because my social network i feel like my your real network is going to have more value than your social network yeah easily you know so i just think uh I used to be the same way, and I just kind of let all that go. For you know sure. What, I, what I did was uh, I dug deeper into my actual craft, right? Yeah, and yeah. not not the picture craft, right? <laughs> you know, I dug deeper in my actual craft, right. right? So I was reading a lot more. And what I noticed is it just came natural. Like, like, like literally two months ago, I, I had like 300 followers, right, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I was gone. I was off the, off the grid, you know? I was mm-hmm. reading books and, like, Googling stuff and, like, you know at the barn you know until midnight and like really like enjoying that you know what i'm saying then mm-hmm. naturally i would just kind of you know whatever and naturally people you know what i'm saying so yeah. what i would say is get off the gram for a little bit or whatever and like master this craft not master it but oh yeah work towards that craft right oh yeah and then um it's like a gear you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying oil this gear mm-hmm. and let this gear catch on right so exactly. don't don't try to fix this gear and then fix this gear that doesn't work like that you gotta exactly. fix one gear oil this one sorry i'm talking loud man i know you got your people upstairs but uh, no ain't nobody upstairs. Oh, okay yeah uh you gotta oil this gear mm-hmm. oil it work it you know tighten it up whatever you gotta do in this gear before you know it's gonna creak it's gonna creak and then you got all these gears just working mm-hmm. and that's what i did i learned that way man i because I, I took my pride off off the grid i was just like man mm-hmm. man these people just fans you know like yeah. the, like that's it 
not just fan. Obviously, there are people who are getting a message, which is amazing, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And they're going to get the message when God is ready. But yeah. right now, I got to fix, you know, I got to fix yeah. what's really needing to be fixed. But I mean, you're the most important person in, in the equation yeah. in your life. Yeah. So yeah. you got to take exactly. care of you first. Yep. So yeah. I would say if you want to find a balance, you're going to find a balance by fixing one thing. You know, you can't fix everything. Well, you could, but it's hard. But fix that grid, which is off, you know, off the gram. Mm -hmm. what, what I did was got off the gram, master what I was doing. One gear started working. Now everything's starting to roll. Mm. Yep, that's dope. Yep, I like that. Question number four. Let's get it. You low key touched on it. I was like, dang, he is hitting my questions <laughs> already. If you woke up tomorrow and found out that you won the lottery for a hundred million dollars, how would you spend your money and your time from that day forward? I would save fifty percent of mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, of my hundred million dollars worth, and then I am going to. I kind of touched on it, I did, but like, mm -hmm. if I had to put it in literal terms, yep. I would give it, I wouldn't just give it away. I would bring people to me mm -hmm. and give it away, right? So basically what I would do is I would put on an organization kind of like what you touched on, mm -hmm. a summer camp for the kids or something like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody who comes out, I don't need money. I'm getting everybody a hundred bucks, you know, for listening to me uh, teach or for, you know, coming out or for, you know, whatever. Right. Um and then I would gift like a horse or something, man. I would mm. gift it or like, you know, um, something, something very creative and fun, you know, because yeah. um, money, again, I've got some very, very wealthy people in my family, man. Like, and you, they don't have any social media. They still dry <laughs> Acura. like, they, you know, and I'm just like, man, that's, I'm astounded by that. That's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. you know, that is so cool to me. And um, so money has never really done it all for me. There's times where I had a lot of money. I was just like, still bored you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. um really I'm, I'm in a fashion i'm definitely in a fashion mm -hmm. um so i'll probably buy me some clothes but i have a dream truck man it's a ram 3500 um big boy super heavy duty you mm -hmm. know something nasty mean you hear me rolling yeah and then um i want this dream, i have this dream horse trailer which is all aluminum you can fit about eight horses on there and just like mm -hmm. matching the truck something mean mm -hmm. yeah i built a just home to the road with yep. the homies yep. just and style though yeah man style man yeah. yeah some subs in the back man. <laughs> yeah yeah and i want to build a home so uh three things i want man uh if we're talking money i definitely want a dream truck yeah dream trailer yep. build a home and Fine. pass it on how many acres you sitting on about 20 acres 20 yeah i don't need too much mm -hmm. that's too much work <laughs> that yeah, is a lot yeah, of work so that's one, a lot of maintenance yeah, yeah. one acre <clears throat> takes about two hours of work that man you do the math easily yeah i just so. cut my grass yesterday i there was mad go. bro yep. I'm like, man i'm tired of doing it <laughs> yep, there you go one acre is two yeah. hours of work so you you do the math shoot and yeah. i'll be i'll be making the business decisions like man all right am i gonna rake today <laughs> i'm gonna rake tomorrow I raked up. I left them piles back there. Oh, I was man, like, man, yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to take care of that later. But yeah, hire me, man. I come do that, man. I'll put the horses back here. Let them. Oh the grass, man, man. that'll be dope. <laughs> yeah, man. Last question. Yes, sir. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Yes. Um. No matter the color of your skin, you deserve a chance to win. Um. That's something I've been living by pretty pretty much lately. Mm. Um. You know. Um. That's not even on the cowboy standpoint. Word. I mean, it's like you know, graduating in like every point you know no matter the color of your skin no matter if you're albino mm -hmm. black white chinese i think that everyone deserves a chance to win mm -hmm. um and i think that we should stop judging people i think we should stop you know um characterizing and like mm. categorizing people i think Man. that 
everyone's just like we're human we're puff of air like what do you, who or how are you better like i said some of my family is some of the richest people in the world mm. you think i'm joking i'm serious right and you would never know you know mm. ever you know and i think that's great you know until well, until um, j and b i said what's up right on right 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 <laughs> yeah so like you just got you know no matter i just i just think the world is so cruel and stuff mm-hmm. so um let let all that go yeah. and um and focus up on yourself and that's the problem i don't know how many people i could talk to saying that but yeah just you know um you know the funny thing about you saying that is like society is so backwards mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of trash and when you say focus on yourself mm-hmm. but then like as kids even up into our adult years we're always told not to be selfish, mm-hmm. but that's like, that's not good for you. Like there is, there's a negative part of being selfish, yes. which is self-centered and not having any empathy towards others. Mm-hmm. But then there's a necessary part of being selfish. And now we get self-care, but we don't call that selfish. But back in the day, like that's being selfish. Yeah. You're not thinking of others. You're not doing anything for somebody else. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, you, you have to worry about yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to do it? You mm-hmm. know ain't nobody going to mm-hmm. do it. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself yeah. and thinking about yourself first because mm-hmm. you have to do it. Yeah. Well, what I mean by that, so I'm from South, so everybody in everybody's business, right? So, 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 like, that's what I mean by, like, focus on yourself. You know? Like, don't don't worry about who did what or, you know, what they're not doing right. You got to yeah. worry about yourself because yeah. no one is perfect right. at all. And you if know. and if we stop looking at other people and look at ourselves, there's always things that we want to change yeah. about ourselves. If we be honest, yeah. uh, we always want to work on doing something. I want to have a better diet. I want to work out more. Yeah. I want to, you know, do this professionally or whatever the case might be. I want to spend more time with my family. Like there's so many things that we know that we need to do and that we want to do for mm-hmm. ourselves. But it's like there's a certain comfort yeah. of just looking at somebody else and looking at their shortcomings, and then it kind of makes you feel bad, feel better about. What you haven't done because yeah. you're looking at somebody else. Yeah, and what I learned about that because I used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, "Well, like I told you earlier, I, I don't know why I did this, but um, I told you like the football guys. You know, yeah. I was doing better than them, but at the same time, I shouldn't be trying to be better than anybody, and I shouldn't be, you know, comparing myself to someone who's doing worse than me. You know what I'm saying? I right. should be comparing myself to the living legends that you know. I should be trying to exceed past levels mm-hmm. and not decrease past levels right you know what i'm saying and uh if you are going to be in somebody's business i would just say do it out of love man Mm -hmm. Uh, like you are doing you're doing it for your family right Mm -hmm. you're doing it out of love you don't want to be in like so-and-so didn't do this and blah blah blah. you want to be like hey man like i see that you're off track talk to me what's up you need to do this you need to do this or you should do this or you could do this but you know it takes someone in your circle who could take that you know um and that's why i say have great people in your circle you know um at all times like I, I, I go to Bible studies and stuff and um, those guys are in my circle you know because they're going to tell me what to do better and what not to do and stuff like that so what church you go to um, I was going to church um, in Arizona that mm-hmm. was my Bible study I'm still in, in contact with those guys out here there's a church called Sunrise S-O-N Rise in Hillsboro okay. um, mm-hmm. nice family church that's dope yep but shoot man let's end it this way man let's if I it. speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. First Corinthians 13. 13 to 1, I believe. And uh, also, 
God is love, man. God is love, man. That's it. Amen. That's all you need to know. I like that word, man. Any uh, any final words for the people, bro? How, or actually, how can they find you on the socials? You can find me on the socials at Rodeo Ram Ante. Um, um, on on there, or if you look for me on Facebook, you can do Ramonte McConnell, or you can just Google me. You'll find me. Um, or you can just see me at your local rodeo. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, if you're on iTunes, subscribe, comment. Uh, let me know what you think about uh, Rodeo Romante's story. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at SXSNDLS or just search Socks and Sandals Podcast for Twitter and Instagram. Um, but yes, yeah, the Socks and Sandals Podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next week. Grace and peace. Peace. <laughs>